All right, we just went ahead and uh, decided to listen to the... I'm going to kill myself. You should just make a, a cut of all of those. That's the intro. Just... Yeah. <laughs> yeah. All right. God like, all it. the fucking restarts. Yeah. All the fucking pauses and stuff. Just do it. Just do that. Yeah, that ain't a bad idea. Yeah. All right. All right, we just heard the first two songs off of flute. Fuck, my little virgin ass. <laughs> All right, try it again. All right, let try this again. Yo, what's up? Welcome to another... <laughs> Motherfucker. <laughs> <laughs> All right, give it another go. All right, here we go. <laughs> Yo, what's up? Welcome to another episode of Demo Listen. Uh, I am Graham Jones. Fuck, my fucking ass. <laughs> Cannot talk today. Alright, that was the song 10 to 12 by the band Lead Dream off of their EP, A Bullet Officer. Off. God damn, motherfucker. Let me just take that from the top. Alright, we went ahead and listened to the first two songs off of their. Uh... <laughs> what did you do wrong? I just, I, I just keep getting hung up. I just like keep like the next word just won't fucking come out. Like I'll get to a point in the sentence. I was stuttering like a motherfucker yesterday too. I just been. You gotta get that fucking surgery. Yo, what's up? Welcome to another episode of Demo Listen. I'm Gray. I'm joined as always by my co-host Nathan. Uh, we do a very simple podcast. We listen to punk, hardcore, and punk and hardcore adjacent music that people send in to us, and we give our honest reactions to it. Not really a review show. Not really a uh, an honest. Not really a critique in the traditional sense, because we're not making any sort of value judgments. We just really like punk and hardcore. So we listen to it, and then we talk about it. We did it anyway, so we decided to put two mics in front of us and uh, put it out on the internet for the world to consume. So that's about the gist of it. We have 10 bands in the queue every week. We roll some dice, and uh, we see what comes up. We usually get through about five or six bands. Um, Sometimes people are upset by the things that we say, but I'd just like to remind everybody at the top of the episode, as I try to do every week, that... We do this because we genuinely like punk and hardcore. We might not always like bands, you know, specifically, but we like music and we like the effort uh, made to create good music, even if it falls um, horrifically short of the mark. Yeah. Oftentimes, you know what I mean? Uh, I I had somebody come at me on the Internet the other day uh, questioning whether or not I really enjoyed some bands that were about to that I'm. I, I booked at my house that are coming up and playing this coming Friday. Right. Because I made a, I, I dissed a band that was in a similar lane to them. Okay. A band that came at me sideways and I came, I snapped back at them. Sure. And uh, somebody said, well, hey, you know, the description that you just gave kind of describes these bands that, that are playing at your house. And I'm like, yo, like, what sort of small brained child do you have to be to think that I like personally every band that I book? Like, I book music because I like music, not because I like the specific music of every fucking band that I book. And I know that kids will like the music and that they will come out. And I support the efforts of a touring band who is working hard, who seem like honest people, even if the shit's not in my lane. You know what I'm saying? Who's playing at your house? um, A band called Short Fictions and another band called Origami Angel. They're two like emo bands who are really, really good at what they do. You know what I'm saying? It's not really my lane, but like they excel at what they do and they're nice people. So book them at my house. Okay. You know, so the, the, the podcast is in the same spirit. Just because we don't like all of the music that we hear, I like that you guys are making it. You know what I'm saying? And with very few exceptions. Very few exceptions. You know what I mean? There are there have been a couple occasions in which we've said, hey, maybe try something else. Knock it off. You know, maybe, maybe try and just do a different thing, like not music at all. Just pursue a different hobby. Mm-hmm. But that is the exception and not the rule. Right. So, uh, 
You got any uh, points of order? Last week you had uh, quite a few points of order up top. No, no, I really don't have any points of order. <laughs> I think uh, we can we can dive right into it. I don't think I've got anything uh, pertinent on my mind. All right, perfect. Um, in that case, let's go ahead and jump into the queue this week. Um, if you're if you're a first time listener, we have a ghost who populates the upstairs. So if you hear some squeaking, walking around, that's merely the spirit that uh, lives in the house. So first up in the uh, queue this week, we have actually a few submissions from our homie Adam Walker. Um, he called into the show last week. Very old friend of ours, uh, a man who has played in many bands that we like very much, who typically has very good taste in music, so he sent in a handful of these bands. This one happens to be one that uh, I also saw popping up in my feed. Uh, various other people that I know were sharing it. It's a band called Fluke from Malaysia. Uh, I don't know anything about it other than the fact that, like I said, uh, a handful of people that I know have posted about it and Adam sent it into us. So it looks cool. The artwork is, is like a spooky centipede, mm. um, which I don't like. I think I've seen this band somewhere, like on YouTube or something. It's possible. It's yeah. like a, it's like a black and white cover. There's like a big centipede in the middle of it. Yeah. Um. I've 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 probably saw it shared on like Harakiri Diot or one of those channels. Yeah. Um. That kind of curates a lot of music. Also, shout out. I don't know if we shouted them out last week, but shout out to Turn on the Tube, which is one of the YouTube channels that I know Nate and I watch a lot, who curates a lot of cool new punk and hardcore stuff. Um. We found out that we uh we both admire one another's work and uh, they listen to the podcast so oh, that was cool. cool here's a point of order I just thought of oh great can't wait so uh, it's dope that Adam's submitting stuff mm-hmm. and we got people submitting stuff regular right here's my only uh, sort of like side eye at that because mm-hmm. they know what we like right and we know what they like so it just becomes a circle jerk right 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 right. but, but we have we have stuff in the queue this week I assure you that is not that okay so we we are getting a healthy we're getting a healthy middle ground here, a healthy cross-section. Okay. Because we already discussed the ideal episode format for us, and at least for a handful of our listeners who gave me feedback, was we like everything except for one thing that we really hate. I think my ideal episode is nothing. We don't like anything. That's not my ideal it's episode. It's worse and worse. No, that's you've changed your tune on that because you have said precisely the opposite in the past. <laughs> There's no telling. The, your, your tune changes with the weather. Yeah. <laughs> So next up, we have uh, one of those things that I was just describing, which is probably not in our lane. Um, it's a band called Bonnie and the Mere Mortals. Now, I could be wrong. Mm. Um, it was described as Southern Gothic music. They sent in a, an electronic press kit. I actually, interestingly enough, EPKs were on my mind this week because I had somebody in a younger band reach out to me and say, hey, we have gotten a few requests from festivals that we've reached out to trying to play and a couple labels uh, to send over an EPK. And I was shocked by that because I don't know anyone who uses EPKs in the year 2019. I, I open them only to laugh. You know what, though? That might just more, more be a statement of your position on the food chain instead of uh, anything else. That's possible, but I spent a fair amount of time on a label that at least at that moment was semi-prominent in like independent music. I never had an EPK made up. I, none of the premieres that I got on websites, whether they were song or video premieres, asked for EPKs, you know? But you just said semi-prominent uh-huh. that was pretty big for a, for a period of time. Right. Not around anymore. Well, they are, st- they are still around. Yeah. Yes, yeah. yeah, so they are no still around. No one gives a shit, though, because you didn't have any EPKs. <laughs> Maybe you're on to something. Well, this band does, and they're called Bonnie and the Mere Mortals. They're from Pittsburgh, Pennsylvania, your old stomping grounds. Yeah. Going um, home in a couple weeks. The EPK was in the EPK. It describes uh, the music as 
equal parts uh, Merle Haggard and The Cure. Okay. So we'll just see. Doesn't how seem like either one of those bands would enjoy being in the same room together. It doesn't seem that way. But Merle Haggard and his group of fucking yokels. Yeah. And The Cure and their group of bunch of crybabies. Maybe that maybe that's the charm. Yeah. We'll find out if we land on it. Uh, next up, we have in uh, a submission from Eric, who plays in Mystery Girl and Wet Specimens, which are two bands we've listened to on the podcast that we really enjoyed this year. Um, he sent in a band called Sick Bags. He said it's uh, dirty glam rock from Richmond, Virginia. Richmond has a uh, a long history of putting out dope shit. Mm-hmm. You and I are planning to roll out to Richmond on what it was January thirtieth. Well, yeah, we'll have to leave that morning. Yeah, so that's Central World, Chubby and the Gang. And somebody else is playing, too? Royal Hounds. Oh, yeah, Royal Hounds. Hounds, that's right. Um, that was the kicker. Royal, Hound, Royal Hounds? Yeah, like yeah. Chubby the Gang, Central World, those three, you know, all together mm-hmm. with, with the Royal Hounds, yeah. But then the next day, we talked about in NYC, Chubby and the Gang is playing with Hank Wood and the Hammerheads. Yeah. And I want to go to that so bad. But. But. You have to enter the fucking hell pit. That, that is, is NYC. NYC. And I don't mind going to NYC if I don't have to drive. We talked about that. But driving out to RVA and then popping up to NYC and actually having to navigate New York City traffic, that's a fucking nightmare. Just like Chicago, New York City would be perfect if the only people in the city mm-hmm. were the people working at the restaurants and the record stores <laughs> where I wanted to go. <laughs> yeah, that's very true. If the rest of the city were completely empty, yeah. it would be a wonderful, idyllic location to visit <laughs> i agree with that yeah yeah for sure um so yeah sick bags richmond virginia dirty glam rock sounds right in our lane hope it is then we have got human ignorance with their release human ignorance this is a band from massachusetts adam described them uh i believe adam said this in or no actually you know what i think i think this might have been another eric submission um but uh yeah he said negative approach s stuff it looks like traditional american hardcore it's from massachusetts that tracks okay then we have got lexicon with a two uh two, their two song promo uh three song promo i'm sorry they're from seattle this is a band that adam sent us it's uh, members of no master uh so very likely good no master was a ripping ass fucking band then we have got ectovoid which is a birmingham alabama death metal band described to me as straight up death metal so we'll see hopefully it's not tech deathy bullshit mm-hmm. because as we discussed in the last episode that's the worst that is the worst then we have got uh, either Lead Dream or Lead Dream, but I would imagine it's Lead Dream because they're I'm gonna very... I'm going to say it's Lead Dream. <laughs> no, they, they got a hard, spooky, scary dog on their cover. And um, the name of the record is A Bullet Offers Release. So it's... I would imagine it's Lead Dream. I don't know. This was described to me as being reminiscent of... Not unlike Tsunami. Tsunami is a band that we've discussed on the podcast, Nate. You've not heard them. They put out one of my favorite demos of the year. It is very well-played and well-written beat-down hardcore. I don't think for a second that you would enjoy it, uh, but it's also self-aware and very funny beat-down hardcore. This seems less so okay, because it is called Lead Dreams and the record is called A Bullet Offers Release. Mm-hmm. Um, so it seems like it might veer into the, the realm of stuff that we often shit upon, but we could be wrong. Well, that title, I'm already shitting 10 ways to Sunday on that Right, title. yes, exactly. <laughs> yes, so um, then we've got a return from last week, Persistent Aggressor. Uh, this is uh, metal-influenced metal punk stuff, 
like I said, the the description is taking cues from Slayer, Black Flag, Motorhead, Discharge. So it sounds like it could just be kind of raw, D-beaten formed, metal-y, punk. You know, this is uh, the band that had the the member Larry Gargas in the band. Oh, okay. Who sent us actually a very funny story. And it is actually his name. It is actually his last name. You questioned whether or not Gargas was genuinely his last name. It is. And he sent us a really good story about that. If we have time, maybe uh, when we get around to the voicemails, maybe I'll read his story. About and his and last it name. sounded like he was just about fed up of people calling him out on his last name. Yeah, he. But he. I think he enjoyed it well enough. Yeah. So yeah, this is uh, this is Mr. Gargas's band. Then we've got another return from last week, uh, Dare. They just released a new record that I have not listened to yet. Got a homie in this band, Aaron from Indiana, who used to play in Social Damage. They just put this out. Uh, it's been on my to-do list. I've been I've been chomping at the bit to listen to it all week, but I decided to wait in case it came up in the queue. But if it doesn't come up tonight, I'm listening to this shit because I'm eager to hear it. And then last, we have got the Reaganomics with their record, The Aging Punk. This was sent to us by one of our Patreon donors, uh, Claire Schlack. I questioned whether or not it was Schlack or Schlock on the last episode. She corrected me and said it is indeed Schlack. So thanks for cutting us some Schlack on that. Oh, see, I knew that. If you weren't <laughs> going to say something, I was going to say something. Yeah, no. Great minds. Yeah. Um, so she sent us the Reaganomics. Uh, they're a Chicago, or I'm sorry, a Joliet, Illinois uh, punk band. I got to say, it looks like it couldn't be less in my lane, less in your lane. It's like a cheeky illustrated cover where the members of the band are, you know, rendered as cartoon characters. Okay. I don't know, man. Well, if it comes up, we'll see. I will reserve. I'm not even looking at it. I'm going to reserve right. all judgment. I'm, I'm looking at it right now, and I've got a lot of judgment. Okay. So on that note, let's go ahead and roll the dice, see what's up first. All right. Seven. All right. Seven is Lead Dream. With a bullet offers release. The Bandcamp is leaddream.bandcamp.com. This is a four-song EP. They're from Santa Cruz, California. Like I said, the cover, you've got some script font. You've got a spooky, scary dog with a chain collar. You've got a black and white cityscape. This could potentially be very self-serious beatdown stuff, just, you know, merely based on the aesthetic, the name, all of that type of shit. Let's see. The songs are Lead Dream. I do like a song with... That's probably an intro track. It's yeah. one minute long. You know yeah. what I mean? Um, then we've got Pacific Displacement, SSRI, and 10 to 12. The song that was recommended to us was 10 to 12. Okay. So let's go ahead and go with that one. We'll trust the judgment of the submitter. Okay. There's lyrics as well. So uh, we'll, we'll be able to learn exactly what it is Lead Dream is about. So we are going to hear the song 10 to 12 by Lead Dream off of their EP, A Bullet Offers Release. Broken from the bad luck 
detective with the Sanders Police Department. I'd like to speak to you about uh, an assault that you're being identified as um, being responsible for. Can you give me a call back so we can clear this matter up? All right, that was the song 10 to 12 by the band Lead Dream off of their EP, A Bullet Offers Release. Nate? Um, I don't know. <laughs> That's all I have to say about that turn. Flush it. I like that you had that all queued up. Yeah, I was ready to go for that. Yeah, you sure were. Uh, didn't like it. Yeah, I didn't expect Musically, it whatever. Right. I mean... It was more interesting than a lot of the beatdown that we hear because yeah. it was a little more up-paced. Totally. Um, but who gives a shit? <laughs> right, 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 yeah. Right? And it's a stupid fucking song. Sure. About snitching and bullshit. Right. You know, like, hey, say what you will about the judicial system and uh, fucking cops and shit. I got no love for any of it. Yeah. But there's also something to be said for just not being an asshole in the first fucking place. <laughs> right. Right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. So don't fucking cry because you're in jail because you did some stupid fucking shit. Right, yes. Right? Sure. Simple as that. Right. Uh, next. Right. <laughs> okay, fair enough. Um, yeah, that's. I didn't feel as strongly uh, about it as, as you did. But, uh, but yeah, compared to some of the shit that we have uh, really shit upon, this isn't that bad. It's just like, who cares, right? right. Exactly, as you said. Um, like like musically, I was like, okay. I mean, it's more paced. I can I, I can I can get past that. Sure. You know what I mean? Sure. But then those fucking dumb lyrics. Yeah, it's it, it's just kind of cornball shit. Nobody likes a snitch. Nobody likes snitching. Right. If but you, you know what people like even less? Going to prison. Criminals and assholes. Sure. <laughs> That's what we like even less. But you and I have both been criminals and assholes at, at different points. Oh in yeah, our life. and I was horrible. Sure. I never got caught. Right. And I wasn't like a violent person, right? But I was a a, a vandal vandal of the highest tier, sure, right, right. Um, and uh, thousands and thousands of dollars worth of property damage, right? Lots and lots and lots of it, right? Horrible person. If I met, and also this was when I was well in my teens, sure, sure, right, right. Uh, if I met my seventeen-year-old self today, mm-hmm. I'd kick the shit out of myself. Very much the same, yes, right. For sure. So I don't know, man. It's just it's fucking dumb right. when people write songs crying about like having to pay the consequences of being a fucking asshole. Sure. Shut the fuck up. Right. Yeah. The the very simple fact of the matter is that most shit that you get caught up in as an adult person is shit that you could avoid. Right. Straight up. Easily. And a lot of it is is bullshit pride. Yeah. And I understand like the social conditioning that goes along with that shit, especially coming from disenfranchised communities and shit like that. I grew up poor as fuck. I still struggle to shed some of that. We'll just go ahead and call it toxic masculinity. When people pop off on me, I want to hit them in the mouth a lot of the time. But the thing, the, 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 the simple fact of the matter is that I don't do it. Yeah. Because who fucking cares? Yeah. Go on with your day. Unless there's some, we've talked about it on the show before, unless there is a serious transgression that has taken place, Go about your fucking day, man. And if you're mixed up in like gang shit and drug running shit as an adult person, figure it the fuck out. Figure it out, dude. There's any number of fucking hustles you can do. If you don't want to fucking exist above board, I'm all for it. I don't fucking, I barely do. And, but I flip Tommy Hilfiger shit and play my pay my fucking rent, man. You yeah, ain't got to fucking, man. you ain't got to sell blow. It, and, it, it's such a tiny goddamn mindset. For sure, man. It's such a tiny fucking limited goddamn it's, mindset. It's self limiting and like. Yo, if you have the if you have the intellectual wherewithal and presence to sit down and be in a band that can write songs that are halfway competent like this and write lyrics and express a, a 
a cohesive thought, right. you're intelligent enough to get yourself out of whatever shitty situation you're right. in. So stop being a fucking dick. And if if these guys aren't involved in any shit like that, then right, right, then you're fucking false, <laughs> right? Yes. And fuck you, as we said before. Right. Why the fuck do you want to try to be an asshole? Sure. Why exactly. do you want to emulate being an asshole? Right. That's even worse. Right. Even worse than actually just being an asshole. Right. Like, it's 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 like the world operates on good faith. Sure. It's the only way that anything works. Mm-hmm. Right. And everything that everything bad that we complain about, whether it's you know fucking cops. You know, and, and, and the way that they fucking behave as judge, jury, and executioner. I was having a, a conversation about this last night mm-hmm. with a cop friend of mine. Right. Right? And, uh, you know, and, and the bullshit fucking fraternity criminal organization that is basically modern American police force. Right. Versus, you know, you know the, 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 the political insanity that happens in this country mm-hmm. versus just low-level bullshit like this. Mm-hmm. Every time something goes fucking squirrely and people like suffer the consequences, it's because nobody, op- people didn't operate in good faith. Right. I got no love for cops. I got no love for fucking assholes either. Right. Simple as that. For sure. And I think that's a fair stance. Like I said, musically, this was pretty inoffensive. Um, some some stuff that's in this uh, world I can get down with a lot. Uh, the band Neverending Game released a record this year that's very much Detroit-infused, cold-as-life worship type stuff that's really fucking good, and I love it. This just isn't quite there, and yeah, I can do without the corny lyricism. If you are going to talk about not snitching and shit like that, yo, there are intelligent ways to talk about this stuff. You can couch this in a, in, in, in a different approach, and it won't come off as this played-out thing. You know what I'm saying? Here's like, the best way to talk about not snitching. Uh-huh. Shut the fuck up. There you go. <laughs> right. You're st- that's, a, that's a fair point, too. Shut the fuck up. Right. Don't talk about it at all. Don't talk about what you know. Right. Don't talk about what you don't know. Right. Don't talk about snitching. Don't talk about nothing. Just shut the fuck up. There you go. And stop being an asshole. Fair enough. Let's uh, roll the dice. See what's up next. Three. Three is Sick Bags from Richmond, Virginia. The band camp is sickbags.bandcamp.com. The uh, record is only the... Only the Young Die Good. It is a six-song EP, looks like. I imagine we can probably pick any one of these songs. They're all a little bit over two minutes long for the most part, except for the last song that's three minutes long. Do you want to go right? Uh, you want to just go with the title tra- track? It's the opening track of the record? Yeah. Okay, cool. This is not uh, a genre that typically lends itself to a lot of fuckery and headassery on opening tracks. I don't expect sound bites or spoken word intros, so I think that's a safe bet. So let's go ahead and listen to Only the Young Die Good by Sick Bags off of their EP of the same name. Of a man wall, he had to see with the heart full of holes, but at least 
All right, that was the song Only the Young Die Good, which is the title track off of the EP uh, by Sick Bags from Richmond, Virginia. Yeah, it is what they claim it is, rock and roll. Yep. Uh, it wasn't bad. No, not I at all. I liked it just fine. Mm-hmm. Uh, it's probably not something that I would like seek out a lot of. Probably not, yeah. Um, they got a good look. That album art, The album art's pretty good. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, this is, this is another one of those bands. I think I mentioned it last a few times. I know I mentioned it last episode. This is one of those bands where if I had like a live experience to attach it to, mm-hmm. I would be more into it. Totally. You know what I mean? Yep. But just listening to it, I'm like, yeah, that's fine. I'm going to go listen to fucking X or MC5 or something. Now. Sure. You right. know? Yep, 100%. So, yeah, I mean, it, 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 that, that was pretty good. Like I said, I'm not shitting on it. Mm-hmm. But it just, uh, it's not making me go crazy. For sure. I actually, as a, as a, a brief aside related to what you just said, needing uh, a live experience to go along with the band. I want to do a quick shout out to a band that I just saw actually last week down in Indianapolis called Anxious. Young band of kids playing punk and hardcore informed alt rock stuff. Not entirely off the beaten path in terms of 90s post hardcore shit like Quicksand or Farside or something of that nature um, or even like Sam I, early Sam I Am and shit like that. They're a band whose 7-inch I had heard and liked, kind of like this. Like, you know, this is cool. And I had, I kind of wrote it off. They had, they were getting a lot of hype. And then I saw them live and we're like, yo, this fucking goes. Like, this goes off. The live set was fucking dope. Bought the 7-inches, have listened to it since. And, like, now having that connection with seeing them live and, like, seeing them, they're young-ass kids, which is fucking dope, too. Good attitude, great performance. Suddenly the 7-inch hits a lot harder. So that's a perfect actual real life example of that taking place. Yeah. I feel the same way about this kind of stuff. It's good. I enjoyed every second of it, but there have been some stronger efforts in this world that have come out this year Catch that I year. Yeah. That, that I would probably go to first. If this comes on, I'm not changing it. Perfectly well written song. If I saw it live and had a really good time and the set was banging, I might put on the seven inch and feel a little bit more strongly about right. it. Right. You know. This sort of band, too, is also the kind of band that I feel like I would be forced to go to a bar to see. Yeah, I was and having I the same thought. I am loath to do that. Yeah, yeah, for sure. For sure. Um, also, I always find the use of harmonica questionable. Yeah. It's a, it's a sound that, unless employed very, in, in very specific instances, unless outside of those instances, it's a sound that's very grating to my ears often. Yeah. Blues Traveler was really good about it. <laughs> really great. Yeah, they were really good about it. And the only thing better than the sound of that band's music is uh, that guy's politics. Oh, yeah. He's a fucking weirdo. Like, isn't he some, like, weirdo, sovereign citizen sort of fucking asshole? Yeah. 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 He's a fucking freeloader is what he is. He's an am I, am I being detained guy. Yeah, he's a fucking freeloader. Yeah. <laughs> I'll drive all over your roads and take advantage of your, your police force and your fire department and all the other amenities that living in a modern industrialized <laughs> nation provides, but I sure as fuck don't want to pay for any of it. <laughs> right. Fuck you, freeloader. Yeah. I heard one time he was so fat he sat on a shitter, broke it off the wall, <laughs> covered himself in turds. <laughs> Oh, did you hear that? That's what I heard. Really? It was like in the 90s, listening to Howard Stern. He's talking about how he sat on his shitter, and it snapped right off the wall. And that's what inspired him to lose a bunch of weight. <laughs> Is that true? Yeah. Jesus, I never fucking... It sucks. It's gotten It's gotten to the point now where it's 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 exhausting. I'm telling you. so Because I don't know what's true. The key phrase to sow doubt in there is, uh-huh. covered himself in turds. Yes, yes. That is the key phrase to sow doubt. Exactly. 
until you said that, I was kind of right. on board with right. the potential of that being a true story. I swear that's a true story. Right. You have to just know how to like mystify it just a little bit. Just sprinkle the mystery in, talking mm. about introducing a word like turds into a factual statement immediately <laughs> makes the listener question it. What immediately makes me question is the fact that it, you're the one saying it. I know. That's I it. know. It's not it's not that if anyone did that. It's because I'm a master of the craft and you know this. No, it's because you lie all the time and I know that. Rothko, <laughs> very good at painting squares. Uh-huh. I'm very good at bullshit. <laughs> yeah, that's true. You would think as somebody who is also a well-practiced bullshitter that I would have a better radar for it. And typically I do. But with you, it's just it's getting increasingly tough because you're mixing it up more lately with a lot of truth sprinkled with as you put you know absolute bullshit where there's a kernel of truth there and then the embellishment is uh all lies so here's the thing it is true uh-huh. he did break a shitter off the wall yeah and he did it inspired him to lose weight now whether or not he lost weight i don't know because mm-hmm. who gives a shit about john popper right but if you're taking a shit and you snap it off the wall how are you not covered in turds i like the phrase who gives a shit about john popper just because i bet there are two or three listeners who knew that the vocalist of Blues Traveler was named John Popper. It's probably yeah. you, me, and two other people. Yeah. So the fact that you even know his name. There's probably three of us that have ever even heard a Blues Traveler song. <laughs> At this point, probably. I think I've heard two, right? I've heard the entire record because when I was a young child, I got that record right. for Christmas. And now CD. back to the point, that harmonica was smoking on that record. <laughs> And I, and and I think Sick Bags was probably taking a lot of inspiration from Blues Traveler. I think I wonder if it's Sick Bags mm-hmm. or Sick Bags. Like oh a yeah, Sick Bag on like, like a Sick Bag like on a plane. Yeah, I don't know. Ask him. I might. I have. I'm not in direct contact with him, and I don't feel like shooting. Them oh, they an didn't email. submit. Oh, that's right. Eric submitted. Yeah, this. yeah. Eric okay. Pressman submitted this, so I don't really feel like shooting him an email on the pronunciation. Hey, shit, but we talked about John Popper's diarrhea in a totally separate band as we were listening after we listened to your music. Please tell us how you pronounce your free the name of your band. <laughs> <laughs> well, uh, wrapping it up on either sick bags or sick bags. Right. Stuff was pretty cool. Yeah, I would pretty definitely cool. see it live. I, you would get me to step into a bar, but sure. you better fucking rip it. If you don't catch me in the first three songs, I'm, yeah, I'm I out. am fucking out. I agree. All right, let's roll the dice, see what's up next. Um, After that digression. One. All right, one is Fluke. Like I said, our homie Adam Walker sent this to us, and I've seen it in a bunch of, uh, bunch of people's pages posted on Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, etc., so this is on Pissed Off Records Bandcamp. It's pissedoffrex.bandcamp.com. Not sure, but I think this might be the most recent release on there. No, it's not, actually. This, was, this came out uh, towards the beginning of the year. Looks like the most recent release is actually a uh, collection of Kulo songs. Rest in peace to Kulo. I actually have that. So here, Pissed Off rec- Records, uh-huh. or Rex, yeah. I order from them occasionally. Mm-hmm. Just because they put out really nice cassette packages of things. Yeah. And I think cassettes are like a big deal, much more big deal in like that part of the world. Totally. Right? Yep. Um, rather than vinyl. Mm-hmm. Uh, so they put out really, really dope like tape packages of stuff. And so I got that Kulo tape, mm-hmm. which is a really nice like little box set with like two tapes and some more, a bunch of like artwork and stuff in it. That's cool. I got a few other things from, from, uh, 
pissed off records just because I liked the tapes that they put together. For sure. That Maneaters tape. Did I, did I give you one of you those? did. Oh, that was a pissed off records? Yeah. That's sick. And, well, that makes sense. They must fuck very heavily with that Chicago scene. Well, what they do is they take, like, demos. Maybe it's on 7-inch or some other format. Mm-hmm. And then they just put them out on tape. Right. In Malaysia, so. Yeah, it makes sense. Um, so, yeah. So, Fluke is from Singapore. This is their second EP. Like I said, I know nothing about this, but based on the other shit that uh, Pissed Off Records put out, uh, puts out, I imagine I'll probably like this. All of the songs are, for the most part, other than the third song, which is almost two minutes long, the other songs are all a minute or under. So let's just go ahead and listen to the first song, maybe the second song if we like it enough. Okay. You know, that's still less than two minutes worth sure. of music. So we are going to go ahead and listen to Rate of a Thousand by the band Fluke. And uh, possibly, uh, possibly a second to- song too. We'll see. Okay. We just heard the first two songs off of Fluke's Holocene Extinction EP, Raid of a Thousand, and Ceylon Grey. Nate? Mm-hmm. I like that a lot. It had me with the opening riff of the first song. Yep. That first song especially, mm-hmm. um, in like with the vocal delivery, the sound of the vocals, the guitar tone, a lot of it, the intensity of the music, um, I really reminded me of like early out cold. Okay, I could see that. Sure, yeah. You know? For sure. Yep. It, it, it really reminded me of that. Mm-hmm. Um, and that's... That's high praise. Yeah, indeed. Because, man, that are, well, most of Al Cold's catalog. I'm not a big fan of the last one that came out, Living is Killing Me, because mm-hmm. I think it's a different singer. I believe so, yeah. And uh, Mark Sheehan is mm-hmm. the, I, I think that's his last name. I think so. That's the correct. first singer, but he, like, died. Yeah. And, man, his, vo- his voice was so abrasively, ma- like, a, like, like a screeching maniac. Right. It was really good. Yeah. Um, but, I mean, still, their entire catalog is dope. Yep. And comparing Fluke to Al Cold um, is uh, high praise. For sure. Yeah, and it's uh, it's pulling from stuff that Al Cold was probably pulling from, too. There's uh, there's some Siege. There's some Void. Mm-hmm. There's sure. that classic East Coast 
that that specifically Boston and DC uh, yep. vibes in there for sure. Don't oh, fuck around. Right. Right. Raging fucking rippers. Yep. And get the fuck out. Yep. For sure. Shit was really good. I got nothing bad to say about that at all. It's another one of those things where there's not that much to say about it, even on the positive tip, just because like, you know, that's a, it's just such a tried and true formula. It's, if you don't deviate from that, you're not going to piss me off. Right. If the rest of the record sounds like that. And it's six songs, all the songs a minute or under for the most part with Mm -hmm. one, two song, probably dirgier siege-esque track, I would imagine. So, um, fuck, I'm not, what, what can you say? That's just really good, well-written, fast ferocious hardcore yeah love it great well another, uh, another pissed off records winner yeah indeed i was looking to see if it was on any other format but mm-hmm. i think this is it tape from pissed off records because they're from singapore yeah this band yeah yeah they're yeah pissed off is based out of malaysia right so yeah so in that neck of the woods yep. and um near the wallace line mm-hmm. um but uh yeah i was i was kind of hoping that this would be in like on a seven inch somewhere and like some other regional release or something but it's not yeah it's that would be tapes cool. from malaysia but as I'm looking at it here, shipping from Malaysia is eight bucks, so that's not terrible. Whatever. Yeah, for sure, that's not bad at all. If you uh, if you got the extra money to spend, you know, I know people uh, people get fucking wacky about shipping, you know, shipping costs overseas and shit. But think about it this way: like, if you drink Starbucks coffee every day, you're gonna spend eight bucks in two days. Yeah. Two three days on your Starbucks drink. Yeah. Just, I don't know, man. If you drink. Liquor. I I am always shocked. Yo. At how expensive like beer and booze. Like I have no frame of reference mm-hmm. for what it costs. Right. I like I told you we were in a restaurant and they had like whiskeys, like this extensive whiskey menu, and right. I was looking at it and shouting out like, "Oh, like a kid!" <laughs> at how expensive this was. Yeah. And there was one. I don't know what the fuck it was. Mm-hmm. It was a hundred and fifty-five dollars for a two-ounce glass of whiskey. Insane. Like that's that's bonkers. Yeah, and I told you like now I will say if I saw a an eighty dollar bottle of root beer, mm-hmm. I'd be curious. <laughs> I would definitely be curious, right? I I give it a second look, mm-hmm. but man, only only in the rarest of moods would I actually dump eighty bucks on it. Well, the other thing is, I assure you, if I made that purchase, bought the eighty dollar bottle of root beer and drank it. The only conclusion that I would come to is that it was really dumb that I spent eighty dollars. Yeah, because I'd be it. like, "Wow, this is really good root beer," but then I'd be like, "Fuck, it's not seventy-eight dollars more than a normal bottle of root right. beer." Good, right? Go get yourself some Frost Top. It's yeah. hard to beat that anyway, and it's ninety-nine cents for a fucking liter jug. Yeah, exactly. Right? I was blown away. Yeah. So that said, mm-hmm. if you're out drinking fancy ass whiskey and shit, yeah. Fuck you. Buy records instead. Even if you're just drinking beer. Yeah. I don't care if it's dollar PBRs. You're going out and having five PBRs at the bar or something. If you're willing to spend five bucks in a night, which you're almost certainly spending more, but let's just, I'm going to just act and I'm going to give you the benefit of the, of the doubt here and say that you're not an alcoholic. Let's say you spend five bucks on booze in a night. If you're willing to pay $5 for literal piss water poison, but not eight bucks for shipping on a tape from Malaysia. That's really good. Yeah, you're a fucking poser. Fuck you. Yeah, I can't imagine. I like can't the, the, the 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 quantity of food and drink that I consume, mm-hmm. none of it being alcohol. Right. 
I can't imagine that if I did drink alcohol, how I would have a single dime to my name. <laughs> no, truly. I, first of all, given my genetic lineage, I would be a crippled alcoholic. <laughs> right. Right? Yeah. But also, I would be, like, not a pot to piss in. Right. Yeah. Yeah. It would, it would be a bad news bears. I just don't understand how people do it. No, me neither. Don't, I don't give a shit how you do it, fair listener. Mm-hmm. Fuck you. Yeah. All I'm saying is... <laughs> If you can spend that kind of money on some bullshit, yeah. buy records instead. Agreed. So yeah, on that tip, let's uh, let's roll the dice. Go buy flukes. Uh, go buy flukes tape unless you're a poser. There's only two left now. Only two what left? Are those tapes? Oh, word. Okay. Well, maybe I'll get one. Yeah. What do we got? Five. All right. Five is persistent aggressor. This is a return from last week. The Bandcamp is persistentaggressor.bandcamp.com. They are from Ohio. As I said at the top of the episode. Influences from Slayer, Black Flag, Motorhead, Discharge, Negative Approach. They have a bunch of uh, influences listed. It appears to be metal. It was described to me as metal. Like I said, I would imagine this is a punky, punk metal hybrid. Maybe not unlike early proto-black metal stuff like Hellhammer. Sure. You know, that was equal parts raw punk shit and equal parts metal. Let's see. This is a full length, 14 songs. Ambitious. Mm -hmm. Um, the songs are pretty short though, so that is a good sign. Where do you want to start? I, again, this is a metal release, so I, I never really want to start with the opening track because you never know no. what sort of bullshit's going to happen on the opening track of a metal record. Let's pick a song that's kind of representative lengthwise, you know, middle ground. Yeah, yeah, yeah. How about Open Hostility? Okay, that's a good song title. It's, you know, about halfway through the record. I'm down with that. Yeah. So we are going to listen to Open Hostility by Persistent Aggressor off of their LP of the same name. heard the song Open Hostility by the band Persistent Aggressor off of their record of the same name. That was pretty good. Yeah. I mean, I was thinking, looking at the influences and looking at the band mission statement. Mm -hmm. Not a fan of mission statements. No, I, I like the music to speak for itself. Yeah, but I do, I, 
looking at the list of references, mm-hmm. I mean, Celtic Frost and Chromax. Sure. What would it sound like if you mix those two together? Probably pretty close to that. Yeah, yeah, for right? sure. I mean, the, the, the influences seem to be spot on in that and how they're listed. I feel that maybe this is an instance where, to return to a food metaphor, right? As you often do. There's just too many toppings in this pizza. Right, yeah. Right? I feel that. Like, I would have liked maybe the balance to go in one direction or another mm-hmm. instead of this middle of the road. Because it was kind of middle of the road with where it wanted to be. Right. And I felt like it could be ripping if it were a little more focused. Like, instead of, like, trying to appease all influences. Right. Right. Just go with one. Sure. And, like, a main one and really rip it. Right. I felt like the song could have been more ripping. Yeah. I guess. And I felt like it was an instance of maybe just too many cooks from the standpoint of, like, trying to mix too many things in there. I agree with that. It could have been a little bit more lo-fi production-wise. I would have enjoyed that a little bit more. Yeah. Vocals were a little on top of the mix for what you guys were going for, in my opinion. I agree. You know? Um, it checked a lot of boxes. Sure. But I guess it just wasn't like, I don't know, it checked too many boxes. Right. There was, uh, yeah, right, because there was a lot, of, a lot of elements at play there. The guitar tone was classic Scandinavian HM2, HM2 pedal. HM2 right away. Hear right. it immediately, mm-hmm. that classic entombed tone. And that can work for stripped down punky metal shit. And also bring that more up. Yes. Bring that up if front. You're, if you're going to use that tone, really utilize it. Because right. it's a good guitar tone, but you can't half step with it either. No. Um, yeah, it's it wasn't dissimilar to maybe, I don't know, some of Dark Thrones, more later area of yeah. punky stuff. Yeah, yeah, you know, yeah. punk, hardcore influence stuff. Canadian metal sort of Fuck stuff. Fuck off and die, yeah. that type of yeah, shit, yeah, yeah. right? Which I'm a fond, I'm fond of. I'm a fan of that shit. But yeah, maybe too many cooks in the kitchen is a, is a a fair analysis of this. It probably could have been stronger if it had honed in on one thing and tried to excel at that as opposed to doing all of those things at the exact same time. But I think that the effort is laudable, and I wasn't mad at this no. whatsoever. It, I bet you it's good live. It'd be fun to see live. I'm sure it would be fun to see live. Uh, it was well performed. Song was uh, nice and short, under two minutes long. Got in, got out, did what it needed to do. It could have been a little bit more ripping. There's also 14 songs on this LP, so who's we to say that? We only picked one. Right. And who's we might have s- picked the worst. Sure. It's entirely possible. It, it, who's to say that uh, there aren't songs on this LP that are absolute rippers? You know, right. It's very possible. So if you dug what you heard, definitely listen to the rest of the record. I'd like, I'm would like. i interested to check it out and see what it's about because I didn't, uh, didn't dislike that whatsoever. And as I said, I think the effort is laudable and just realizing that punk and metal and hardcore are all kissing cousins that basically occupy the same space sure. traditionally, historically, is a good thing. Yeah, kudos for that. 100%. That's two bands now that have caught my attention enough that I'll listen. Well, one, that I, I bought something. Mm-hmm. And then two, where I'll like, I'll check out the rest. I'll check out the rest of Sick Bags. Right. And I'll check out the rest of this. Yeah, for sure. So, uh, yeah, on that note, let's go ahead and roll the dice, see what's up next. We got time for a couple more. All righty. Three. All right. Three is Lexicon. This was sent over uh, by Adam. He said it was members of ex-members of No Master. It's Lexicon, but the O is a zero. Lexicon.bandcamp.com. Three-song uh, promo. I imagine it's a promo for an upcoming LP. Uh, dude, I knew it. Before I even said anything, 
I was just about to say, I bet this, just by the look of it, I bet this was mastered by Will Killingsworth. Oh, Willie Killy. Yep. This I don't I don't know if it was mastered by him, but it was mixed by Willie Killy. Okay. So shout out to our boy, friend of the show, Willie Killy. Maybe this wasn't mastered at all. Yeah, that's exactly right. It might not be, because it's a promo, so right. you know what I'm saying? Let's see. There's uh, two songs and then a Disorder cover. Yeah, well, let's not do that. No, so uh, let's just go ahead and listen to the first song. If we like it enough, we'll listen to the second one because it's only 44 seconds long. Okay. So we're going to listen to Bleak Future by Lexicon off of their 2019 promo. All righty. We just went ahead and listened to the first two songs off of Lexicon's 2019 promo, Bleak Future and Electric Shock. Nate? Uh, nothing wrong with that. I'm going to be looking for that to hit the Iron Mind storefront. I mean, the Iron Mind, Jesus Christ. Uh, the Iron Lung storefront. Yeah. Uh, as soon as it hits, I will order it. For sure. Uh, yeah. I got no complaints. Nothing more to say. That's the kind of band that I would like to be in. For sure. Those are the kind of hardcore songs that I would like to play. Yep, 100%. Uh, as I said, when when it was just about to play, I noticed that Iron Lung put it out. It's like, okay, well, this is going to be good. Having it recommended to us by Adam, him mentioning that it was ex-members of No Master, already pretty sure I was going to dig it. Looking at the artwork, you know, three shocking promo tracks, black and white, uh, it looks like hand laid out. Already think I'm going to dig it. Then when you just add on to the fact that Iron Lung put it out, pretty yeah. much guaranteed hit. And like the quality of that recording um, and everything, the way it was put together. Yep. Uh, hats off to Willie Killy. Indeed. Uh, sounded really good. Vocals sounded like a, a, a slobbering maniac. <laughs> For sure. I am always, I am yep. always, 
a fan of like really angry, like juicy vocals like that, where it for sounds sure. like he's like, you know, got a bunch of cabbage in his throat. Yeah, 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 for you know? sure. That's a good analogy. You know, I'm I'm way into that. A slobbering maniac. I wish all hardcore bands were fronted by people who sounded like fucking unhinged lunatics. Yeah. It always makes it better. Yeah. Always makes it better. I mean, even like metallic hardcore and shit, you know? Like, right. Wid sounds like a fucking maniac, or you listen to a band like Kickback. Always better. Always better, it's, man. It's better than like the, the, the dry ass, like, oh, God, I'm not look at me. <laughs> you <laughs> know? Way better. Fuck. I agree entirely. Yeah. Uh, yeah, that shit was good. Adam, I think when he sent it to, to us, just said, this is your shit. It is indeed my shit. You were correct. Nothing to dislike about that whatsoever. Very much looking forward to the LP. Let's uh, swirl the dice. We got time for at least one more. Okay. We might got. To, we might have time for two more. We don't have a lot of messages. Okay. We're through. We 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 just did five, but yeah, we're kind of blazing through them because the stuff that we like this episode is like we dig it. It's cool. It rips. Right. But there's not that much to say about it. Right. Because it's like sonically pretty simple and straightforward. Sure. So. Uh yeah, Lexicon was super straightforward. Right. Right. Which I ain't mad at. It just leaves not a ton to say. Uh, that's three again. Okay. All right. Three is Ectovoid. The Bandcamp is ectovoid.bandcamp.com. This is a three-song EP called Inner Death, Birmingham, Alabama, Death Metal. The artwork, I cannot get a feel for what this band is going to sound like. I think the artwork kind of sucks. It's like a pen or ink illustration of a big eyeball with blood or some sort of black goo oozing from it. I, I like the dark abstraction artwork better. The the stuff that is... Oh, yeah, that's a, the release that's a few down from there. Yeah, yeah, it yeah. looks like this band's been around for a grip, too, because their oldest release is from March of 2011. Hmm. And the art on that looks probably my favorite of all the stuff that they've done. Yeah, so I can't really get a read. I like the picture of the band. I mean, it's it's two cousin it's and then Pete Helmkamp. Right, yeah, yeah, yeah for right? sure. Yeah. Which is a classic sort of like death metal band like composition photo. Mm-hmm. It's it, that's a good composition. You got a guy with short hair who's you know clutching an invisible orb and and like scowling at the sky, right? Scowling at the ball sack of the rotten Christ in heaven, <laughs> right? Right. And then you've got a couple of mysterious cousinets. Yeah, it kind of reminds me of like. All the old deicide photos. Totally, yeah, yeah. Where, like, those two brothers that are in the band mm-hmm. look like idiots. Right. And then Glenn Danzig looks like an idiot. You mean, not, not Glenn Danzig. Not Glenn Danzig. Glenn Benton. Glenn Benton, yeah. Glenn Benton looks like an idiot. And then the drummer looks like he's high on cocaine <laughs> and an idiot. <laughs> right. Yes. Death metal bands should look like idiots. Yeah, right. <laughs> you know, they should look like fucking complete morons. Right. Um, I'm not saying these guys look like morons because I can't see two of their... Well, I can't see two of their faces and right. one of them... Uh, I can't really get a good beat on. So them being a a power trio gives me a good feeling, right? Because there's less room for fuckery. Exactly. More more focus on rippery. Right. Exactly. It's a three song EP. Um, I think for this we're safe to just go ahead and listen to the first track because it's actually the shortest on there. It's uh, two minutes forty eight seconds. The second song is three fifty eight, and then the last song is five fourteen. So. Let's just go ahead and listen to the intro track. If for any reason there is some fuckery on it, we can always just stop it and listen to the other one. No no harm, no foul, you know? Yeah, because... Uh, yeah, okay. Okay, let's do that. All right, cool. So we are going to listen to Internal Inversion by Ectovoid off of their EP, Inner Death. <laughs> Thank you. 
All right, we just listened to the song Internal Inversion by the band Ectovoid off of their EP Inner Death. I like that with one caveat. Okay. That was the shortest song on the EP. Right. It was a ripper, mm-hmm. undenied. Yep. Right. I liked it. I liked the the hollowed ring of the vocals. Mm-hmm. I told you it reminded me of like Mystifier. Yep. Not necessarily musically, but right. you know what I mean, the vocals. Sure. Um, I like that a lot. However, I don't want to hear five to seven minutes of fuckery. No, I do not. You know what I mean? Right. So we picked the right song. For sure. Um, I will ch- definitely check out the other two songs. Mm-hmm. Um, this is a sort of thing, this is a perfect example of um, death metal bands, in my opinion, are some of the worst offenders when it comes to overstaying their fucking welcome. Big time, man. Right? Big time. Get up on stage, rip your best five to seven songs. Sure. And don't play a fucking second over 20 minutes. 100%. I mean, yo, when death, if if death metal could just embody the sense of brevity and urgency that makes hardcore so attractive, it would be the perfect genre. Yeah, I know. The perfect genre, I know. man. I know. But I've seen so many death metal bands where, bands where I'm like, okay, this is a pretty cool fucking opening track. I like this second track. Yep. And then four songs in. Mm-hmm. It's like 20 minutes later. Yeah, man. You guys are taking like 90 second breaks between songs to fuck around and tune and fiddle with your fucking cymbals and shit like that. Yeah. Right? No. No, man. No. Play six to seven songs blazing. Yes. Rip through it and get the fuck out. Yep. So I'll check the other two tracks out. Mm-hmm. But man... I like that song a lot, like I said. Yeah, it was great. But uh, I'm really hoping that, especially that five-minute burner, Mm -hmm. doesn't uh, overstay its welcome. I hope the same, man, because we've said it before, death metal could definitely take cues from punk and hardcore in terms of brevity because the format itself is so fucking good, man. Like it, It encapsulates so much of what I love about hardcore and punk in terms of just like unhinged, knuckle-dragging, caveman energy turns everything up to 11, but then often sticks around for three minutes longer than it fucking needs to. Right. Every death metal song, with some exceptions, certainly, but if most death metal songs were two minutes long, fuck. I'd say the perfect window is 2 to 4.30. Sure. And 4.30 if you're carcass. Right. You know what I'm saying? If you got fucking riffs out the ass. Like, I don't think... Yeah, I mean, when I listen to the carcass catalog, Mm -hmm. I don't think that... Any of the songs overstay their welcome, even no. the ones where they really like, like Exsanguination, I think, at the sure. end of Necroticism. Yeah. Right? Where they, they kind of like have solo after solo after solo after solo and they kind of go out. It's still fucking dope. Yeah. But again, that's fucking Carcass. Right. Carcass is not trying to do what Ectovoid is doing. Right, right. Or Ectovoid is not trying to do Carcass. Sure. Right? That's fucking Carcass. And they have, like, Bill Steer could fucking write riffs in his sleep. Right. You know what I mean? He does, I'm sure. Yes. You know what I mean? Like yeah. a riff machine. For sure. But yeah, for, especially that style of death metal, mm-hmm. do it fucking quick. Yep. Like if you're more incantation and like mystifier and like, you know, like moldy ass fucking rotten gore from the tomb style death metal instead of like carcass style riffing. Right. Keep it short. Mm-hmm. Keep it fucking brutal. Get in and get out. For sure. And that's why I'm actually kind of stoked on this wave of like punk and hardcore kids that are starting to play death metal because we've had a handful of of death metal bands, raw, like caveman death metal bands on this last couple episodes. 
that have done it fucking right and have introduced that brevity that you see in punk and hardcore. And it's been the perfect equation for me. Right. It's been some of my favorite stuff that we've listened to on the show. Right. Period. You know, right. it's fucking awesome. Right. So, uh, so yeah, three minutes, just under three minutes was the perfect mark for that. I can see the next song just under four minutes, probably fine. Toe on the line. Toe on the line, but probably all right. And then upwards of five minutes, I'm apprehensive, but I am going to listen to the whole thing because I really dug that. That's exactly how I like my death metal. Um, I got nothing bad to say about that, you know? I like the name of the second song a lot, too. Archaic Memories Unearthed? Yes. That's a classic death metal name. Yeah. That, that is a good, yeah, they did a good job naming that one. The, I mean the whole the the whole package is kind of there except for the art which I I just I don't I don't I don't I don't dislike the art as much as you do I don't like it man it tells I me nothing I, about the release which is kind of cool in some instances but for this like I I would like something that's more representative yeah you don't know if you're getting like looking at that art mm -hmm. you don't know if you're getting like a fucking twisted record or or a fucking jet record right you know what I mean you don't know maybe it's a periphery record I don't right. fucking know you, what you don't know <laughs> yeah right. I get that. I do like the artwork on Dark Abstraction. Yeah. The Four Doors of Death is pretty good. Because, I think like, yeah. the Gates of Hell style artwork sure. is pretty classic with, yeah. like, the ornate, you know, like, door to a tomb or something like that. Yeah, you can't go wrong with that. Yeah. So, I think that we have time to listen to one more thing. thing. We're only, I mean, I haven't edited in the music yet, okay. but... We're we're only at just over an hour. We got basically no. We got a few messages. We They're did short. have some were some episodes that were like an hour forty. Yeah, yeah. We got some long Jesus Christ! Ones. All right. Good on you guys for listening to yeah, us really. rant for almost two hours. All right. So but yeah, let's go ahead and listen to one more. Five. Well, we actually only have four left in the queue. So oh, I gotta roll a D. Four. You gotta roll a D four. I don't have any D fours. Right oh here. shit! So, Hold up. Four. Okay. Cool. Well, in that case. Let's go ahead and listen to Dare, which I was hoping that we would land on this week. So the Bandcamp is darehc.bandcamp.com. The release is Welcome to the OC. It's a two-song EP. I I'm not sure if this came out on tape or not, I want to say, because it's, it's laid out like a tape. Um, it is like... It, it, it has a label on there, Program Sound. So Program is a spot in California in the OC... I believe that uh, puts on shows. They're like, I believe they're like a, maybe they're a record, sh record shop. I don't know if they do skateboard stuff too. I don't know. I'm from Indiana. I'm a fucking, I'm a yokel. I don't fucking know exactly what they do. But there's a bunch of fucking cool shows there. Evidently, they're putting out records now too. So if this is on a tape, if this got a physical release, I would like to pick it up. Um, Dare is a rad band. Like I said, a homie Aaron plays bass in the band. Bouncy, lively, good fucking late 80s demo core inspired hardcore hopefully this is in the same vein it's just two songs both the songs are about two minutes long you just want to listen to the first song yeah okay cool if we like it enough we can listen to the other one because we really don't have a whole lot like i said we don't got a lot of messages to to hear we don't really have um people are off celebrating christmas yeah yeah exactly they they, they got no time to they got no time to call, call in. into some stupid fucking program for sure they're too busy going to church right. they're too busy sniffing the anus of the infant babe Jesus. <laughs> On that note, let's go ahead and listen to Never Yours by Dare off of their release, Welcome to the OC. All right. Welcome to the OC, bitch. And this is how it's done in Orange County. Right, and for reality, 
That was the song Never Yours by the band Dare off of their release, Welcome to the OC. Those are some stupid fucking lyrics. I knew you were going to say that. Like, musically, that's fine. It's it's what you expect from that style of hardcore. I like that. Right. But, man, those are some dumb fucking lyrics. I, I, I knew immediately. I knew right away you were going to say <laughs> like, something about it. I, I knew they weren't going to get away with I, it. I was laughing. Yeah. Like, I, I'm still grinning right now <laughs> yes, thinking about you, it. You are. Right. Yeah. It's, I'm sorry. That's just fucking dumb. Right. Like, I don't know. Like. I, I think I've said everything that can be said about how much I hate songs about being straight edge. Sure. Like, but like. <laughs> You're really tickled. Dude, it's just like, uh, uh, you have no convictions, no mind of your own. And that's why this X is never yours to hold. Yeah. Come on. <laughs> Like, who the fuck are you talking to? Your best buddy that broke your heart because he had a fucking beer? Fine, if it bothers you that much, fucking weep into your pillow and, like, don't be his buddy anymore. Like, what the fuck? And if it's that hard for you to stick by your convictions to hold on to that ex like a rock, the rock of ages, then, like, stop. Let go, right? Because right. a beer ain't going to kill you. Right, sure. Right? Uh-huh. I mean, a lot of them will. Right. A cig ain't going to kill you. Uh-huh. A lot of them will. Sure. Right? Yeah. Just let go. If it's that <laughs> fucking hard for you to be straight edge and you get that fucking bent right. when people aren't straight edge anymore, yeah. give up. Sure. Go have fun. <laughs> Stop crying. Stop being a baby. Right, yeah. If, if straight edge is, is, is decreasing your quality of life, don't be it. <laughs> I... I, I yeah, I mean, if it's causing you social turmoil, <laughs> yeah, like it's it ain't worth it, man. Right. It ain't worth the fucking hassle, dude. <laughs> yeah, for like, sure. like, and the gatekeeping in that song is pretty funny too. Right. Yeah. Listen, you can't gatekeep straight edge. Right. I can. I'm the fucking straight edge, Kirk. <laughs> Oh, I like the twist on that. I thought you were just going to make a blanket statement like you can't do that in general. Well, they can't, but you can. I can. Right. I'm the straight edge Kurgan, right? right? Yeah. I'm significantly older than a lot of people that cl- that that still claim edge. Right. Right. Yes. I'm like in the Highlander. I'm ch- I'm lopping off heads, <laughs> and here's my gatekeeping for straight edge. Who gives a shit? Right. Right. Yeah. Yeah. Gates yeah. wide open. Come and go. Who gives a fuck? <laughs> right. Yeah. 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 <laughs> So I don't know. Like I like that just fine, but man, I'm sorry. I, I sincerely, I, I, I was, I was really fucking laughing about that. Like, sure. I, I, I want this to be a joke band is what I want <laughs> because that almost those almost sounded like like crucial youth lyrics. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I can see. You know that. what I mean? I they all, they almost sound like crucial youth lyrics. I mean, it like, sounds I, like it sounds like Chain of Strength lyrics. Yeah, and which is what, a joke band. <laughs> right, right, right. I Chain of Strength is one of my favorite bands of all time. 
the lyrics are undeniably stupid. Yes. And the only reason that they have any emotional resonance for me is because I heard them when I was 16. Right. So it brings me back to being 16. Right. If I heard them right now, I'd go, bro, why are you writing that? Yeah. <laughs> You're yeah, grown yeah, ass yeah, man. Yeah, what are you yeah, doing? Yeah. Why are you talking about that? Yeah. Stab me in the back. What the fuck are you talking right. about? Move on. Like musically, that was fun. Yeah. There are there are plenty of things that are more pertinent and relevant and interesting to think to to, to write lyrics about sure. than cry about people that broke edge. Sure. I don't know how old Homeboy is. Who sings for this band? I've never met dude. I know Aaron doesn't give a fuck about people <laughs> breaking ass. You know what I mean? Um, if 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 you're 21, all right. You know what I'm saying. When I was 20. If, like we said before, if you're old enough to rent a car, uh huh, stop it. <laughs> sure, 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 sure. If you're 21, this is your last hurrah. Right. You know what I'm saying? When I was like 19, I got a tattoo because my friend broke edge. You know what I mean? Right. It was my like my first homie that ever broke, and I just did, I didn't know it was a thing. Right. I straight up, I was just like, what? People do this? Why? <laughs> you know? Like, I just I did, I did it blew my fucking mind. Right, 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 right. Which is pretty funny because that's like the flip side. I could just see somebody that had no concept of not having like a cigarette or alcohol. But like, what? Why, why would you do that? Right. Yeah. Do you not like having fun? Right. Sure. Yeah. I, I don't like having fun actually. Right. Yeah. Right. I like to simmer and stew. <laughs> and then just blow up every once in a while. <laughs> right. I was on the other end of that. I was just like, I didn't know people broke edge. This is horrifying. Why would you do it? And I was super, you know, like, I'm not going to go into every reason why I'm straight and shit, but there's like political elements to it. There's sociopolitical elements. Like I said, I grew up poor. A lot of that shit plays into sure. it. I'm a leftist. I hate fucking cops. I hate the system, et cetera, et cetera. I'm a punk. You know what I mean? So all of that shit made sense. So I just thought at the age of 19, in all my wisdom, that everybody felt that way and that it was just a <laughs> conviction that everybody, you know what I mean? Everybody's straight edge. Well, no, no, no. I just thought that everybody who was straight edge felt that way. And I just thought that like punks in general like would have that. I just thought everybody, yeah. you know what I'm saying? Yeah, so yeah, then yeah. when it happened, I was just fucking flabbergasted. Right. I was beside myself. Right. right? So now I have this stupid ass tattoo of a tor- torpedo on my forearm that says sink sellouts. Yeah. You know, I yeah. cried in front of 150 people, probably. <laughs> so I've never told this story on the podcast, so no. I'm just going to tell it. It's one of my the most embarrassing stories ever. And it, maybe and it's pertinent because, yo, maybe it will lend dare a little bit of perspective to see how goofy you're going to feel in 10 years. Because I feel goofy I hope in shit. 10 minutes. In 10 minutes. I hope they feel goofy right now. I hope right. they're like, guys, what the fuck? <laughs> right. We got we to gotta go back to the drawing board on those lyrics. <laughs> Uh, I will say, too, because I'm going to go on this digression, I liked that just as much as I expected to. Musically, bouncy, super fucking fun. Yeah, it was fun music. Would love to see that live. I love the artwork. A couple goblins spray painting. Yeah. A couple straight edge goblins. The artwork's fucking dope. One of them's going to break edge. One of them's going to... They're not going to be buddies anymore. <laughs> it's going to be a schism in those goblins' friendship. So when I was like 19, I played in a band. I knew that the bassist had broken edge. <laughs> and I... Didn't say anything. He was living in my apartment at the time. A friend had confided. I was one of two people that was aware of this fact. And I was in trying to be very mature, so I wasn't going to confront him about it. I was just going to let it play out. And whenever he was comfortable, he could approach me about it. But I was pretty crestfallen. On top of that, he had also rescheduled some recording time uh, that we had coming up. So I was also stewing about that. Right. So I had a lot of resentment built up. We were playing a show at a park pavilion that some idiot kid had booked. Done a terrible job of it. I ended up having to take the reins, take control of the show. He didn't get permission to do the show. The cops came. I had to talk to the fucking cops. Again, at the ripe old age of 19, I was fucking seen daddy. So I was. I had to talk to the cops. 
He agreed to let us play. There was three bands left. My band was playing last. Everybody inside, two bands played. We played, but we were going to cut our, our set a little bit short. So I said, hey, all right, let's play our last song, the song that kids go off for, call it. The bassist said, no, fuck that. I want to play the whole set. If we don't play the whole set, that ain't fucking hardcore. That's not punk. Acquiescing to the demands of the pigs, I'd, I'd rather die. He's right. He is right. But on the same token, I just wanted like everything to get wrapped up. Right. It was late at night. I just wanted to be fucking done. Right. So I'm like, come on, man, let's just do it. And he's like, yo, if we can't play the whole set, I'm not playing at all. So I was like, all right, well, whatever. I guess we're not fucking playing then. So he puts his bass down. I go, all right, well, I guess our set's done because uh, our bassist is a uh, fucking pussy and a bitch. And I fucking stormed out of the fucking place. <laughs> Keep in mind, not only am I 19, which is a terrible age to be, I'm also 19 and unmedicated for depression and just out of my fucking mind. Yeah. Out of my mind. Throwing chairs at people and shit, just being a lunatic. So I storm off, and all of this shit is now coalesced, where it's like it's all coming out. There's more brewing under the surface that the, the other, the attendees don't know about. So I come back. And our bassist runs up to me and pushes me. He's like, what would you fucking say about me? Call me a pussy. Call me a bitch. And then it all just wells up. The knowledge, the secret knowledge that I've been holding. And I tears well up in my eyes. And I go, I know you fucking broke edge. <laughs> <laughs> and, and, like, and like, you know, 100, 150 kids like all turn and are like, because oh. <laughs> we're all like 17, 18, 19 years old. So like there's no adults in the fucking building, right? So it's like the lost boys. <laughs> so everyone's like gasps. And James is like, he's my homie. So we're homies now again, years later. So James is like, but now he's taken aback because he didn't know that I knew. So he's like, how did you know? I'm like, Josh told me you fucking broke edge. Why would you fucking do that, man? Why would you break edge? I'm like, now you're like all these fucking people, man. You just, you let the world just fucking break your will. <laughs> it sounds like an inspirational speech by rabies. <laughs> yes, exactly. <laughs> Which is how I fancied myself at the age of 19. So I'm fucking losing my mind. I'm like, you're just like all these fucking sheep, man. You're like all these people. You just let the world beat you into submission. And you're going to fucking regret this for the rest of your fucking life. Because you can never come back now. You can never come back. And what we had was special to me, man. I thought that you had the same fucking approach, the same mindset that I had. And now you're just like all these fucking people. And we can't be friends now because of this. So I'm crying. And James is like... I'm sorry, dude. I'm fucking sorry. Apologizing for breaking edge. Well, like so, our homie to wrap this up. So, oh, after all this drama, like we go our separate ways, right? Like I'm just like I just because he's living in my the living room of my apartment at that time, which was basically a studio apartment. I'm like, I think we need some fucking space, man. You need to stay somewhere else. (laughs) And like our homie Kendra, who was there from Ohio like stayed at my place that night was like, I think I need to go home with you. Cause I'm, I'm just, I'm worried about your mental state, you know, James breaking edge and like stayed up with me because she was worried that I might act out because I was so distraught about our, our I, homie breaking edge. I love how shamelessly self-serious teenagers are. Oh, dude, it's, I love it for the, the sake of the humor. I hate being around it. Yeah. But, uh, so on that note, there, that's how stupid your lyrics fucking sound. And no fucking shade if you're young. That's cool. And yo, as far as categorizing people as dumb motherfuckers, I'm with that. You know what I'm saying? That's cool. 
I do know a lot of dumb motherfuckers that broke edge. And I get it. It's annoying. But as far as it being some, like, sacred bond, it's not. It's not. It's just a thing that uh, I do because I, I already have a superiority complex. So why not just pile a little bit more wood on the fire? Yeah, like <laughs> like forming bonds over what you don't do. Right, yeah. It's weird. It's weird. And I get it as a young tribal thing. But, like, if you're moving into adulthood now, my G, let it go. It's all good. Nobody's going to be mad when you break edge in 10 years, as you almost certainly will. And you certainly will. And it's no big deal. Not everybody has the fortitude and strength that I do. (laughs) Indeed. And at this point, I just have to stay straight edge for the rest of my life because I got an X tattooed on my face. And my my pride and my ego is so frail that uh, I would rather do something that I don't even agree with in 10 years than ever be played out like the fool that I would be for doing that. That's right. That. I'll never let go of this rock. My commitment is that strong. That's how strong I am. <laughs> <laughs> but, yo, on that note, let's uh, let's move into the voice messages. We only have a few. Dare, sorry for razzing on you. Aaron, you're the homie. Um, band is fucking sick. It's a ton of fun. I would love to see this stuff live. I like Dare a lot. I back y'all. Lyrics about straight edge, a little dodgy. But other than that, I back you. Let's, uh, let's see what we got in the voice messages okay. this week. Hey, this is Twitch streamer Ron Howard's Urethra. Uh, this question is from Matt. I recently listened to episode 69, and I was really expecting Caleb and Not to finally knock boots. Uh, why are you, as the DM, preventing this from happening? What do you have against cross-racial lovemaking? If two consenting, fully grown individuals want to express their love physically, why does it matter to you if one is a and the other is a goblin? You let the gnome and the goblin get at it all the time. I think it's about time that humans got their shot at it as well. Thanks. That was our friend Mike with a complete non sequitur. It was. It was. Uh, he was calling into the wrong podcast. Right. He's calling yes. into. He was calling uh, into what critical, critical role. role? Yes. And uh, Mike, let me correct you. Knott's husband is a halfling, not a gnome. <laughs> Called out as the poser you are. Next call. Yes, up, demo list, and this is uh, Ben Whitlinger again. Just calling in uh, a couple episodes ago. You guys were talking about uh, how people who are sort of pressed that they write records about wanting to kill themselves should just go ahead and do it. And uh, I just been thinking on it, and I I really have to say that I disagree. I think that regardless of whether or not you're depressed or you're happy or you're like a regular person somewhere in between, you absolutely should kill yourself regardless of circumstances. Uh, it's better for the environment, and odds are you're probably annoying. You probably suck at driving. You probably have bad takes that you spew all over the place. So, fucking, if you can hear this, go green, kill yourself. And Rob Luna, if you can hear this, kill yourself twice, pussy. <laughs> well, that's, a, that's another quality call from Ben Whitley. And he ain't wrong. <laughs> He's not fucking wrong. He is not wrong. Yeah. Uh, Quickly eliminating through uh, mass suicide. Let's make it ritual suicide, too. Mm. Let's see what kind of organ energy we can release if we convince, like, two-thirds of the planet to kill themselves in ritualistic suicide. What might appear in the skies above should we do that? <laughs> right. Right? We could summon up some serious oh, shit. Oh, please let me live to see the tentacles of blackness reach down and tear this planet asunder. <laughs> but that being said, he's not wrong. No, no, not at all. I mean, that's the most environmentally conscious thing that you can do, for sure. Yeah. And, the, and the most socially responsible. Yeah. Just eliminate the opportunity for you to ever uh, do anybody wrong. Yeah. You know what I mean? It, t- it, it nips a lot of problems in the bud. Yeah. It's, 
a lot of times people say it's a uh, permanent solution to a temporary problem. I don't know. I don't. Life is a temporary problem itself. It's going to end anyway. When I was in college uh, for Earth Day, mm-hmm. some uh, well, was when I was in grad school. Right. For Earth Day, some hippie came up to me and asked me to like sign this like petition. Mm-hmm. You know, for whatever the fuck it was, people were worried about at the moment, right? Sure. Um, and uh, then there was like a comment section, and I wrote, "Kill yourself and fertilize the earth with your worthless corpse." <laughs> It's good to know that you've been basically the same person. I've been the same person for two decades now. Yeah, I'm more or less the same. I've just, I think chill, that's I just chilled same. out a lot. I was thinking about this. Uh-huh. I think that's basically the same for even old people. Mm-hmm. Like, I, I, there has to be inside every old person, like a young person, that just screaming to get out of that body. And I just screaming for like some sort of connection with something new. Mm-hmm. That, uh, you know, doesn't acknowledge their oldness sure, and treat them like a doddering old fool. Right. I almost said retard again, but I wasn't going to say it this episode. <laughs> well, I'm glad that you censored yourself. I, I, I did not use it in a pejorative way. Right. I used it as a statement of fact. It is a word that I almost said. That you didn't say. And I didn't say. That's true. I wonder what other words we could do that with. <laughs> Probably, probably wouldn't hold this uh, hold up to scrutiny. It wouldn't. Uh, that's why we shouldn't say a lot of words. <laughs> Let's listen to the last message that we got. I was naked, naked before him, and destruction hath no covering. And yet he shall fall upon them that fall. For he who is not the Lord, for more love. And Thomas know, we will, like Thomas burn, be the bond of mine clay, the many waters must be judged. He shall suck the poison of the ass. The viper's tongue shall slay him. He shall suck the poison of ass. The viper's tongue shall slay him. And yet, he shall burn. In the fire of rejection, for he hung on from the Lord of God. Yes, he shall burn in the fire of rejection, for he hung on from the Lord of God. All right. Uh, so that was the impotent mad howls of the shrieking blind idiot God Jehovah in heaven. And little <laughs> do most Christians know, but that is what awaits for them when they ascend. Yo, that's actually a fucking... is an eternity of cowering before a flaming wheel spewing nonsense like that. That is more likely, uh, like th- I feel like that's a more accurate embodiment of what a god would be, yeah. honestly, to tell you the truth. Yeah. I'm yeah. going to be in hell uh-huh. listening to Sodom right. with a bunch of topless babes. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. And all these fucking milk toast bootlickers are going to oh, be up yeah. there cowering before the shrieking fury of an <laughs> idiot god. <laughs> dude, hell is going to be so fucking sick, dude. Yeah. We, have we talked about it on this podcast before? No. I think, I think we've talked about it maybe a little bit, but if not... Um, we, we, we addressed it when we talked about being a straight-edge weapon from hell. That's right, yeah. But my my go-to has been, since I was a kid, because I stopped believing, 
I never really believed in God. It's just once I learned that that was an option, I was like, oh, that's me. Of course. Right. Of course I don't believe in God. What are you talking about? (laughs) Right. Right. So ever since I was started to, like, as a teenager, conceptualize these ideas in a more philosophical way and the idea of hell, like, you know, you get confronted by other teens with, well, what if hell's real? Then what do you do then? Well, what I do then is I be the wildest motherfucker in right, hell. Right. I catch the eye right. of Satan. I'm here forever. What can you what fucking can you do? do to me? Give it. I've always thought the same thing. Give me everything you fucking got. I don't give a shit. Rape me with a fucking nail-studded fucking <laughs> telephone pole, right? My soul is immortal down here. Right. What's the worst that can happen? And all I can do is, yes, and like praise the glory until eventually you're like, you know what? Let's elevate this motherfucker. That's what I'm fucking saying. Because here's the thing, man. If I go to hell after the life that I've led, because I strive to live an ethical life, for all the shit that we talk on this show and whatnot, and for all of the nonsense and headassery that I've gotten up to in my life, at this point in my life and for a long stretch of my life, I live a pretty integrity-filled, ethical life. Sure. I live a low-impact life. I try to be kind to people. You know what I'm saying? Sure. Like I feel happy with the person that I am. As I said, the world operates on good faith. Right. It's the only way things can work. And I try to, I try to do my part. If I go to hell in spite of that, in spite of the fact that I know for a fact that I'm out here fucking killing it, doing good things, then my entire premise of the universe of ethics, all of these things were for naught. I right. live in a I live in a in a fucking a nonsense world that right. is where ethics are determined by the whims of some idiot god. Right. So at that point, nothing I have believed throughout the course of my life fucking matters. I was wrong. This is all for naught. Now I'm full nihilist, full cynic. Sure. At that point, all Limits are removed. No holds barred. Right. I will do anything in the name of Satan. I will wreak all the havoc you want me to. I will slay children. I will do anything you want because none of it fucking matters. It's, so let's fucking go. It's completely... I mean, if the only thing keeping you from being an ethical person is a fear of a shrieking idiot God, right? then uh, you're not an ethical person. No. No. You're just a sociopath who happens to also be a huge fucking pussy. Hey, isn't this show supposed to be about hardcore and punk rock? There's nothing more hardcore than working in the surface of Satan. That's true. So Fair enough. On that, uh, on that note, we'll go ahead and wrap it up for the week. I'll just do some uh, quick housekeeping, and then we can be done. If you, uh, you want to give us some money, which you're more than welcome to do, you can head over to patreon.com slash podcast. We got any new uh, shout-outs? I don't believe that we do. We had uh, one person up their, up their contribution, but I think that's about it. Um, I don't think we have any new patrons this week. So, uh, yeah, if you do that, if you contribute at the $5 and up tier, you get exclusive content, episodes that other people can't hear where we talk about other shit. Still talk about punk and hardcore, but... Uh, we mostly talk about God and Jesus. Yeah, we mostly talk about God and Jesus on the Patreon episode. So if you like that content, go ahead and send over 5 bucks. If you want to send us in your music, the music of your homies, or better that yet, the uh, music of your enemies, because we haven't gotten any of that yet. No, we haven't. I would <laughs> like. See, I would like. Now that. that's a twist we wait for is yeah. somebody to dump some bullshit on us. Right. Exactly. I would like. <laughs> and go ahead and give us the tea too. Tell us why you don't like him personally. I want. I want to hear it all. We won't broadcast it on the air, but I'd like to hear it. Yeah. Just because I'm. We want to know why we're getting this. What's right. the beef? Exactly. Right. So if you want to do that, go ahead and send us uh, an email at demolistenpodcast at gmail If you want to give us a call. Go ahead and call us at 260-222-8341 and leave us a message. And uh, if you like what you hear, go ahead and subscribe, rate, review on iTunes or wherever you listen to this because God knows we have enough people who we make mad who uh, give us one-star reviews because we said their band was very bad. That's right. 
you know, anything you can do to help counteract the. Uh, I, I'm cer- after after the flag bearer debacle mm-hmm. and my generally bad attitude on that one episode. A few we got like three more one star reviews. Yeah, for sure. So we need we need all the help that you can get so that we're not banished from iTunes. Yeah. So uh, on that note, thanks for uh, thanks for tuning in. Hope you have a happy holidays. I hope that you serve Satan, and uh, we'll see you next week. Yep.